This is Economy Watch. What you need to know about New Zealand's economic life today. Brought to you by interest.co.nz. Kia ora and welcome to Monday's Economy Watch where we follow the economic events and trends that affect Aotearoa. I'm David Chaston and this is the international edition from interest.co.nz. And today we leave with news questions are deepening about the Chinese economy and how it will extract itself from its ongoing funk or whether it even can. But first, we are now in the heart of the Northern Hemisphere annual vacation season. Anything happening now is reactive to the general inactivity among the investors, company managers and regulators. The week ahead will be somewhat light for key data releases, probably the most important one being US factory orders for July. And at the end of the week, the Powell speech at the Central Bank of Shindig at Jackson Hole will be closely watched. Locally, July retail sales will feature, via the electronic cards version, and in Australia there is little of substance on the agenda. In China, they released foreign direct investment data, and that remained modest in July, with the main inflows coming from friends. Western companies are now moving to the exits, and their central bank moves to keep the yuan value elevated for wider stability reasons means those leaving now are not getting hurt by the exchange rate. Meanwhile, China's Evergrande Group, once the country's second largest property developer, Country Garden is now the largest, filed for bankruptcy in New York on Friday New Zealand time. It was a Chapter 15 bankruptcy filing, meaning it is actually a Chinese or Hong Kong bankruptcy, a move that protects its US assets from creditors while it works through a restructuring deal elsewhere. Rival Country Garden is going down the same restructuring path. In fact, Country Garden is to be cut from the Hong Kong Hang Seng Index now. And it is not only property developers reporting huge and widening losses, Chinese car makers are too. Cutbacks are widespread among companies and across all demographics. Anxiety levels are rising. Over the weekend, it was reported that at least five local governments will be allowed to sell 1.5 trillion yuan's worth of bonds, that's 350 billion New Zealand dollars, to repay earlier debt from local shadow financing. Later today, China will review its prime loan interest rates. No one seems to be sure whether they will cut them or not, but a cut does seem likely. More analysts are asking whether China's 40-year-old development boom is over and what that means for investors. Ratings agency Fitch is nervous. They've had China's sovereign rating at A-plus stable for more than 15 years now, but is now signalling that conditions are changing to the downside as they see it. The Fitch downgrade of the US sovereign rating to AA-plus earlier this month from AAA has triggered a widespread reassessment of international yields. A China downgrade won't be seen positively either. In Japan, the CPI inflation rate was unchanged at 3.3% in July, but this was notably higher than the market expectations of 2.5%. Core inflation stayed above 3% too. Prices continued to rise for food, which was up 8.8% in July from a year ago, compared with 8.4% in June. The latest figures are well above the Bank of Japan's 2% target, and for the 16th consecutive month. In Canada, producer prices rose 0.4% in July from June, a big shift from the 0.6% decline in the previous month. It was the first rise in producer prices since October 2022. Year-on-year, Canadian PPI is down 2.7%. In Australia, their pipeline of investment projects has climbed to a new record high in 2023. 
The value of projects in the investment pipeline was worth almost a trillion dollars in the June quarter of 2023, a $180 billion or 22% increase on the level prior to the pandemic. The US Treasury 10-year yield will start today at 4.25%, unchanged from Saturday, but nine basis points higher than week-ago levels. And the price of gold will start today at $1,890 an ounce, and little change from Saturday, but it is down $12 from a week ago. And oil prices are holding at just on $80.50 a barrel in the US, one international Brent price, now just over $84.50 a barrel. These levels are a net $2 lower than week ago levels. And the Kiwi dollar starts today slightly softish, at just on 59.2 US cents. Against the Aussie, we're a little changed at 92.6 Australian cents. Against the Euro, we're marginally softer at 54.5 Euro cents. That all means our trade weight in index is 68.4 and down a mere 10 basis points from Saturday and the same over the past week. And the Bitcoin price is a little lower again today, now at $26,127 and down a half a percent from Saturday. But over the week, it's down more than 10%. Volatility over the past 24 hours has been very low, just on plus or minus 0.4%. You can find links to the articles mentioned today in our show notes. Get more news affecting the economy in New Zealand from interest.co.nz. Kia ora, I'm David Chaston, and we'll do this again tomorrow. Mm-hmm.